0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul, and I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with the uh, third part in our uh, Doctor Afra series that we're doing. We're going through uh, reading the Doctor Afra solo book while we go back and also uh, rewatch all the prequel movies. Yep, which has been fun. I mean, the Attack of the Clones was probably the most of the drag to get through. Yeah, definitely. Because like, Phantom Menace was bad, but it's, it's definitely the worst. It's, but it, it's a Marvel, though. It's exactly. you're like,
1: what is this? <laughs> that, it's like a, a like a significant moment in history and a fun. <laughs> (laughs) train wreck to watch whereas Attack of the Clones is just like oh god get on with it It, and it probably mostly comes from our nostalgia because the Phantom Menace definitely held a lot more than Attack of the Clones oh sure because that I mean that probably came out two three years after Phantom Menace yeah yeah, exactly but yeah by that time I mean Phantom Menace was already like ingrained that was just Uh, part of the lexicon at that point I had
0: gone from a sixth grader to a freshman in high school I was a new man yeah exactly (laughs) that's a big jump I I I was a changed person I was like I'm going into high school a new man oh shit a new Star Wars movie
1: yeah I'm an esteemed film viewer
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm pretty sure I still loved Attack of the Colons I'm pretty when it came sure out. I did. <laughs> um, but I know better now. And now I know that Revenge of the Sith was the good one. We watched that today, and I. Or not well for today's yeah, yeah. podcast. Um, I was surprised at how much I did not hate it.
1: Yeah, it definitely held up a lot better than I imagined ri- initially. Like we'll
0: get into it more at the second half of the podcast. Again, we have timestamps. If you're just here for that, you can yeah. skip ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised because I thought I was gonna it was gonna be more of a drag. Like oh, here here's I'll try to pick apart where this went wrong. But uh, scene to scene, I was like, it makes sense why this scene is here, why it's happening, why I'm seeing it. There's problems with it, little problems. You know, things I would change certainly yeah. in some parts more than others. Yeah. Um. But for the most part, it felt coherent. Like every scene was there for a reason, and like it mattered, and stuff was. It, it was just way better. Definitely, because yeah. the other two movies, you could not say that for. No, no,
1: lot of filler.
0: Oh yeah, like
1: get on with it.
0: <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing with the trilogy. Is I feel like you could definitely build it in a way where like. The third movie is all your ideas,
1: exactly. Yeah, everything was building up to that third. That movie. payoff, yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of sixty six. At yeah. least that pretty much stuck for the most part.
0: But yes, uh and one thing too before we uh talk about it later is like I, I was really happy like the clones were in the third one. I mean that just might oh, yeah. be my bias from watching. Even the show. if they were CGI, right? They were CGI, but <laughs> I wish they had been in more of it because they they actually did a pretty good job portraying them in in that. I liked it. Yeah, Especially they had like a,
1: Cody. they had a lot more like personality than I remembered. Yeah, or a lot more of like a like a stance in the film yeah they like cody returning background.
0: like obi-wan's lightsaber like if you lose this again i'm keeping it yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah
1: like yeah they actually had cool moments right
0: but then who knows oh, something really good happens to all the clones they were fine oh yeah nothing totally. bad happened nah um but before we get to the clone wars we're gonna cut way to the future here with dr afra um that's the book we're covering. We did talk about usually for when we talk about a comic book that's based on a movie, usually we talk about the movie first, but we fucked it up. We yeah. forgot for three straight weeks. at so <laughs> this point we're doing it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. This has been a really good fucking book. I'm happy we're talking about it because Definitely. um I was reading this on my own and it was it was just like a page turner. It's one of those books where you can get through it super fast. Oh yeah. Um, I think the the book that we'll be doing after this is going to be like that as well, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, um, yeah. Sweet Tooth is a book that you can read like incredibly quickly. It just it has such a good pace to it. Flows. Yeah. Um. That's what I think our plan is because we had misjudged the weeks on when that show was coming out. That show is coming out on June fourth, but it's a Netflix show, so we don't have to wait weekly. To, yeah, yeah. To, for the like, we can go at our own pace for the podcast. I imagine we'll maybe do like three episodes. Yeah. There's eight episodes in the season, so we could do like three, three, two, or three whatever we want yeah we'll figure it Uh, out but we can definitely start right away though which is cool yeah so for sure our plan i think that we just altered for our schedule here is we're going to actually make this I, i i lied before i said this was part three of three Call me a liar, because we're yeah. going to make it a four-part series. Yeah, we're
1: pulling an audible.
0: That's right. We're going to do one more arc in Dr. Afra after this one, uh, which is cool, because that's where um, we have a return character, uh, her love interest from the Imperial yeah, Army. Yeah, I saw that from the yep. ne- the next cover. Um, I so, th- you figured she would come back. Yeah, so we to got to get the payoff on that yet. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do one more arc in that, and then we can decide right now what you want to do for the adaptation, because there's three options that I can think of, and let me know if you have a one you'd rather do. Now that especially there's a pretty good standalone stuff. I'm realizing now after watching the Clone Wars, there's a lot of arcs you could just do that stand alone perfectly. So that's oh, an yeah. option. Yeah. Um or we could watch another movie. We could go with uh Rogue One or Solo. Yeah. I think those are the three that I thought of off the bat. Yeah, no, those are solid picks. So 'cause
1: that there'd be no point in starting the, the new trilogy.
0: Right. Yeah, no. It, we'll probably do it eventually, just but I I I, I want to put yeah. more uh, more distance yeah, behind yeah. it before I digest that one again. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, granted, you never saw Rise I, of Skywalker. I haven't even seen Rise yet, so... <laughs> oh, God, that'll be an experience.
1: That, can put that off a little longer. That
0: will be an experience. I was just watching a bunch <sighs> of bullshit from that movie today, which was just aggravating cause I had <laughs> forgotten so much. Because I had forgotten that Palpatine was announced in Fortnite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's yeah. That's
1: the world we live in. <laughs> yep. The opening
0: crawl is like, voices from the past Palpatine has risen from the dead and announced his arrival I'm like wow that would be cool to see great (laughs) yeah well we maybe won't do those ones but um, we could do Clone Wars Rogue One or Solo those all stand alone pretty well yeah, um, I kind
1: of like the Clone Wars idea, but we can figure it out. We could do
0: that. I've got some good arcs that could that could be dope. I can maybe even find one that has to do with the uh, the Techno Union, which is actually oh, okay. the next arc has to do with a little bit of Clone Wars history. Oh, cool. Do you remember Watt Tambor from the movie we watched this week? Yep. The big boxy guy with all the metal and the glasses? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember you pointed him out. Yeah, he comes up in the next arc of Dr. Aphra. Okay. He's long dead now. Anakin killed him. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his people, the Techno Union, come up. So that might be a good one. I'll, I'll find an arc that'll tie into that. Cool. Cool. Uh, but without further ado, we will get into the book for this week, which is Dr. Afra. This is going to be issues 9 through 13, I believe, or 14. I could be wrong. It's a five-issue five arc, though. Yep. Um, again, the creative team that we have on here is the same as it's been. Uh, Kieran Gillen uh, writing the shit out of this book. Uh, kev walker also this is my favorite dr afro artist so far definitely Uh, yeah yeah, because they they do a really good job of just like action yeah it's just and like not only that but like simplistic style too like dr afro like especially in this arc has like a bunch of different
1: costumes and shit which all look cool
2: yeah yeah
0: um and
1: it's not like hyper detailized so it's i like like, that too it's a cool a really cool style
0: yeah exactly it's like a very simplistic kind of basic style that just like hits you immediately yeah it's unique gives you what you need yeah i like definitely um whereas you can definitely have like too much hyper detail in art I think that's some of like that's some of the problems especially with Dr. Afra art that we talked about especially yeah, yeah. last week with Screaming yep. Citadel oh
2: yeah hyper realistic <laughs> art
0: that we were like you I don't Just, like it yeah it ruined it <laughs> um, but where we left off uh, Dr. Afra, this um, this whole book so far has kind of revolved at least so far like I said around this crystal this Jedi crystal that she picked up back uh, her dad letter to it the Ordu Espectu so she basically has this ancient Jedi in a crystal that can control robots and she switched it out for the she put the fake one in a museum and is now going to plan to sell the new one mm-hmm. so this whole arc is about her kind of organizing this like uh, criminals auction so she can sell this jedi crystal God. to the highest bidder they
1: really missed an opportunity to have han solo be like it belongs in a museum right. <laughs> <laughs> just to have that little cameo right exactly <laughs> who are you <laughs> wait wrong character <laughs> oh shit hold on <laughs>
0: Because, uh, yeah, she got the ability from Screaming Citadel, the last arc that we read, to wake up Roar, so now he's ready to be sold. Uh, it starts out with, like, all these kind of rival kind of buyers coming to Dr. Afra's station here. She's organizing, like, a party slash slash auction. Um, yes, yeah, big gala. Yep, so we're introduced to a couple cool players. There's uh, these uh, Rodan kind of gangsters with these metal eyes um, who end up getting the, the raw stick of the deal at the very end. Oh, yeah, they, the end- really bad deal. they ended
1: up in probably the worst boat. <laughs> <laughs> Working under a torture droid. Yep. <laughs> That uh, got his inhibition chip removed. Yeah, that's. You know, oh, dude, I'm telling
0: you, that's why I was excited that you liked these characters because I was like, oh boy, do they step them up? I later was gonna in this say book. that
1: that's headed towards a really cool direction. Oh yeah, no, <laughs>
0: they're unhinged now. Yeah,
1: it's it's bad. They're off the leash.
0: It starts out with triple zero just kind of like hosting a party. Um, this doesn't happen in the beginning, but since we're on the topic, uh, he goes up to Afra at one point and he's like, "We haven't done a lot of murder and torture lately. Like, you teamed up with the Jedi, <laughs> and we did. Like, now we're doing an auction and a party, like." It's been so long since you let me torture somebody, and Aphra's like, e, uh, don't worry about it. You're a droid. Follow my commands. Don't kill anybody.
1: Yeah, I swear after this party, we'll, we'll go kill a bunch of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she tells him, like, uh, don't kill anybody unless I command it. He's like, okay, and then goes, like, singing back,
2: loophole, loophole. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's where we leave him ominously, so I'll open up with that. The gangs that come in here to kind of buy this uh, artifact are pretty neat. A lot of these are new just for this book. Some of them are yeah, actually returning from the Darth Vader book that we read. Yep. Uh, so. The Hutt is one of them. He was introduced in the Darth Vader book that we read. Vader was kind of like trying to pay him off, I believe, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's these uh, this group of people who I looked it up. They were made just for this arc. Um, but it's a really interesting idea. This whole like nation of droids. Yeah. Um, that have kind of like uh, have full sentience and are actually kind of like fighting for droids' rights which is something that I think George Lucas came up with for the prequels, but they never really got to like, do anything with. Yeah, it kind of was just like a thing they left out there. And now it's still just a big floating gray area in Star Wars where it's like, these droids are clearly sentient. Is anyone <laughs> yeah. going to acknowledge this? Nah. Right. <laughs> Let's not think about it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like when it's acknowledged because it's like you can't get around that. They have very, very defined personalities. Like, There's no way you'd ever have to personality wipe a droid if it didn't have AI. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which happens all the time. So I think they're cool characters. They come up a lot because the thing she's trying to sell actually is like can possess droids, which they think could be like the end of their people. So they're like, if we buy it, we're just going to destroy it.
1: Yeah, they call it technopathy.
0: Yeah, which is cool. I like that.
1: Yeah, it started one of the dudes is uh super hesitant, he's like, Wait, that's not even possible. It's like, Oh well, I mean, if you think it's not that possible, I mean I could've test it out on you. And she puts uh, Rur into his body and just instantly just it's blows like I it am up. the
2: immortal rur <laughs>
1: And then uh uh Kersantin just immediately is like poom, poom. Yeah, just <laughs> blows him down. Like, well, I guess it's real. Yeah, there's an
0: old man kinda named Papa Tor, and he's just kinda floating in this chair. He looks like very, very, very old.
1: Yeah, I think he's like three hundred or so. Yeah, you can
0: tell he's got like all these things like attached to him to kinda like keep him alive. And so he's here to buy this kind of immortality chip, and he tells Aphra, like, "I can pay more than anyone else. I have the most money here. Yeah. Um. And I'll, I'll, you know, buy this whole thing off you. I'm going to use it to create immortality. And if you want, I'll even give you one once it's built. Yeah. Um. And she's like, "Well, why do you want to buy this? What's so like? What do you care about immortality so much? And he has a line that I really liked because he's clearly like a CEO type. Like oh a, yeah. A dollars and you know money signs. Yeah, he's kind like of guy. Waylon
1: from Alien. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah,
0: he has a line that I thought was funny here, where he says. uh Empirically speaking, there's insufficient data on the alternative to death to consider moving my business there. Yeah. (laughs) So living forever is the only sensible move to keep the business rolling. I can't sell burgers in heaven. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: you really can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just like the idea that he thinks there might be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, I haven't figured out how to sell money or how to make money in the afterlife yet, so until
1: I do. (laughs) I pumped a lot into R&D to study that, but nothing came up. Yeah, I just thought
0: that was a funny line. Yeah. Uh, especially considering he just ends up just getting wasted at the end. Oh yeah, he it, just gets he stabbed. He has no chance. <laughs> um, the most interesting offer that comes to her is actually the one that she ends up accepting from uh, this place called Shadow University. Mm-hmm. It's like these two like twins slash clones. It's unclear, um, who are trying to like they have a bid that's like not anywhere near the other bids. It's like okay, uh, but then they say like we have enough pull with these universities. Like we know that your doctor you know title was taken away from you Yep. um we can wipe all that under the rug and we can give it to you back legitimately like you could accept any of these other deals but the only way you walk away is dr afra's if you take ours
1: yep and like once you get that back you'll have full access to it so you can study it and, and everything else that's in our like university vault Mm-hmm. So you just have access to all this knowledge. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and she has a really good line that I liked uh, here. It's one thing that like it is clearly a struggle with Afra, especially like in this arc and the next one. Is uh, she looks at them like and she's like, guys? I think I've heard enough of this, Doctor Afra. Isn't she a selfish monster who'd do anything for a credit? And anyone who thinks always, or anyone who thinks otherwise, always ends up regretting it. Yeah, I just think that's a really good line. It's like, don't you know anything about Doctor Afra? She's a, a son of a bitch. who will betray you any second she gets. Yeah. Why would she accept <clears> less money? And you can tell, like, this is where the art cut is like really good. You can tell, like, the look on her face, like she doesn't like. She's not saying this to be badass. It's yeah. almost like self uh, deprecating.
1: Yeah, or and, like she barely or half believes it, right? Or wants to half believe it.
0: Yeah, like she's kind of like stuffing it down. Like, I'm not good. Like, trust me, I've betrayed lots of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't deserve to, like, be- have people think I'm good. Yep. Uh, the final set of buyers actually comes from uh, Kersantin's old like gladiator arena, and he instantly goes to like try to kill him. Yeah. Um. Not much comes of that, but at the end, the Chrysanthem uh, ends up getting hit them like under his control, and ends up putting them in the gladiator pit, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool moment. Um. Because Kersantin doesn't come up like uh, he doesn't like have a lot to say in these uh in this story, which is fine. He's like a quiet background character. Yeah. yeah he yeah. doesn't say anything. Um. But I like when he actually gets that moment of like, oh, no, he's got beef. He's got serious beef, and he's has like he doesn't care about Dr. Afra, where he's going to like put that aside
1: yeah definitely and then his non-speech kind of comes into cool moments too where like near the end with like uh, a bunch of chaos is going on and like uh, uh, he's just basically like lifting up Afra and like shoving her towards things he needs her to do oh, yeah just exactly like, what are you doing oh right you want me to open this door for you <laughs>
0: And, like, the artist does, a, uh, Kev Walker does a great job of, like, just showing his facial expressions, too. Oh, yeah. I've screenshotted so many because I think they would just be funny, like, reaction images and <laughs> Definitely, stuff. Definitely, yeah. This, uh, Chris Santin's just faces like, err. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the eye really helps. I, I can't really uh, do the face in an audio podcast, unfortunately. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't translate. Look it up. Read the book.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, but then shit ends up going down because, like we said, like we set up at the beginning, Triple uh, Zero has been getting impatient, and what he does since he was uh, uh, told he couldn't murder anybody himself without express orders was he actually went ahead and phoned Darth Vader. Yep, and said, "Hey, because Darth Vader like used these droids before he met Afra, like they yeah. were his droids first, former master. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they still have his number." So he, he just contacts Darth Vader and he's like, oh, uh, hey, there's uh, this Jedi crystal here. Do you want to come check this out?
1: <laughs> yeah. Seems like something of interest.
0: Yeah. So that leaving that cliffhanger, because we're like 12 issues in and Darth Vader hasn't been in it. This yep. is his first appearance. It's yeah. yeah. Like, you know, introducing the characters. And so you it's knew he
1: like, had to show up or at least make a cameo at some point.
0: Oh, right. So it's like, oh, shit. Now we're getting into it. And not only that, but he does also let Rur loose, uh, l- allowing him to like, possess one of the bodies of the androids, and then all the turrets uh, Afra installed go nuts as well. So it's just complete chaos at the yeah. auction. <laughs>
1: it's a bad mix.
0: Uh, but yeah, he's basically going to use this as blackmail because he wants the uh, the compliance basically chip taken out of him. Yeah. The one that makes you know him subservient to Aphra and has to follow her orders. Yeah. So he wants that removed so that way he can go and do his own thing. He doesn't want to master anymore. He just wants to go and freely torture and kill and do what he likes to do. <laughs> yeah, go on um, his own
1: escapade.
0: Uh, so he's telling Aphra, like, I haven't told Vader that you're here or even that you're alive. I'm assuming you want me to keep it that way. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, he plays oh. it
0: well. Oh, shit, no, that's a master plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, setting Rur, like, with his lightsabers, just got to start mowing down all these people attending the auction. Yeah, just doing the dual wield. But it sets up the cool thing where now the The immortal Rur is going nuts with his lightsabers, this like ancient Jedi, at the same time that Darth Vader has arrived. So it sets up a really, really cool moment where they have to confront (laughs) each other. Yep, because Darth Vader's just going through like through the card and just being like, "This is nonsense. End this and just wipe out everybody." He literally tells him just to kill everybody. Yeah, no Um, survivors. And so it ends up being this confrontation between Vader and Rur, which I thought was really great.
1: Yeah. Oh, you got the cover for issue 12 is amazing, too, where it's, like, the Vader with, like, the reflection in the oh, stars.
0: yeah, for sure. Because um, it starts out, like, Vader, like, going to duel him. And uh, they have a really good interaction here that I want to just kind of, like, go through here. And he says, like, I am the Alpha and the Omega of the Ordu to I am the Eternal Rur, Jedi Knight. And Vader's like... Well, I'm Darth Vader, Sith Lord, I kill the Jedi, mm-hmm. and none will escape me, and they have this big duel, and uh, Vader calls him an abomination, he's like, "You like if you call yourself a Jedi, but I sense nothing in you, Like, there's nothing stirring in you, you don't yeah, have the force.
1: You're just a, a memory, or a copy of one.
0: Yeah, and Rur has a great line to respond to that, too, he's like, because uh, Vader's like, nothing stirs in you, all I see is abomination and uh and Rur's like well you couldn't be a sith like if i if you were a sith i would know it so one of us must be mistaken let us seek the truth together and, <laughs> and then they immediately start dueling i was like yeah
1: right yeah myrtle uh Rur is pretty quirky for like the little appearances he gets well, i like how he
0: goes out here because like he's a overconfident son of a bitch when i like the way he talks oh, yeah. like you know he's gonna get destroyed by vader but i Definitely. do like what he what he tries here
1: yep because actually if it he wasn't he pulls out a decent move there's a
0: good callback to the vader book here because um, Immortal Ror could have won because he, he can control all technology. So what he tries to do is he leaves the body he's in and he tries to take over Vader's like, cybernetics, yep. which would have probably worked. But because of an event that happened in the Darth Vader book where someone tried to do that to him, yeah. someone like hacked his armor and disabled him.
1: Yeah, he learned that, that move.
0: Yeah, so he uh, made some upgrades to his armor so no one can do that anymore. So that's a cool callback. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah, he just like has the simplest line. It's just like safeguards were improved.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I guess if you hadn't read the Vader book, that would go over your head. But I mean, you should. Oh, definitely <laughs> read that first. Oh yeah. To be fair, but, yeah, yeah, it's where she's introed. Um, And, yeah, the way – because it basically ends with uh, Aphra has kind of fucked up her her sale because all the people who are going to buy this uh, are dead. Yep. Um, Or fleeing. Yeah. And then Vader has the crystal, and he got away with it, and he gives it to Palpatine, who just – it's kind of funny. It makes it seem like a big deal, but then he's like, put it in the vault. With the others. He's got so many of these (laughs) kind of things. It's like a whole shelf. Which makes sense. He
1: raided the Jedi Temple, so it's like, whoof. That was just one that got away or or missed their grasp.
0: Right. So to Aphra, this is like the one Jedi crystal, but to the Emperor, it's like – like, who cares? <laughs> nah, go
1: put it with the others.
0: Yeah. Um, but the way this ends is is uh, really horrifying because the, uh, the Rodan <laughs> guy gets out, and he's like, oh, everyone else dead. I guess I'm the survivor. Lucky me. And he gets onto a ship, and Triple uh, Zero and BT uh, arrive as well, and he's like, uh, oh, good, some droids. Uh, get to work. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, well, uh, we don't really uh, take orders. We're more of the people who give orders. And uh, he's like, are you going to be taking orders? Uh, yes. <laughs> so it kind of sets up like, I'm an unhinged torture droid. Yep. What do you want to do here? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but even if you got firepower to get past that, BT is like a uh, rolling artillery. Oh,
2: yeah. So like that's it's quite the combo. like a super combo.
0: weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, he's in a rough spot. Um, and I always want to call out the art too from Kev Walker. That whole duel between Rur and Vader looks awesome. Like the, the way it's panelled too. Like there's a great panel that's just set in a, a pair of three, where it's Vader just taking his body and just force pulling him left, right,
1: left. Done in like each one's its own panel. It looks yeah, it really just good. Rips the crystal off. Yeah, Kev
0: Walker's got a really good idea of just like showing motion and showing action. Like, oh yeah. yeah, it's
1: like the opposite of how static those uh, some the of other, the Vader issues are. Yeah, were. exactly.
0: Um, and at the end, it, there is kind of like an ominous thing for uh, for Afra too, because as she's flying away. Vader just kind of looks up into space, and he's like, "I sense something I've not felt yeah, in some pulls time." Out the old, line. Pulls
1: out the old line, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's like, "But this time, it's like an infuriating presence." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unimportant, though.
0: Um, but yeah Afra ends up getting away with uh, enough money to relax at least it ends with her like kind of on a sandy beach with like all these guys with guns come up to her it's like hey you you swindled us and she's like what am I gonna do Mondays (laughs) right
1: yeah that was hilarious that's a really good ending I like
0: whoopsie this would happen to me oh me yeah I like that yeah that was hilarious oh and I want to call out to the way that the uh, that scene we talked about where Vader gives the crystal to the emperor the emperor's face horrifying oh my god it's so good it's pretty rough like When they talk about the Emperor being deformed, you never really get that idea in the movies. Yeah, because
1: it's pretty tame in the movies. he just
0: kind of looks like he got puffier. And and wrinkly. Like he got stung by a million bees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real, though. But this one actually makes him look like a fucking zombie, and I love it.
1: Yeah, it's like a prune. Yeah, his teeth are like... ah." Yeah,
0: it's pretty disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. Um, But yeah, that's a good little uh, end of of that arc there. I like that one a lot, and uh, bringing Vader back into the mix, I think, is really ominous. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the next arc is gonna be all about uh, uh, Imperial officer uh, Tolvin, who we met uh, a couple arcs ago, um coming back into the mix and re-entering the story in a cool way. um we will we'll also visit uh, have you you've gotten that far right? Yep, I read I think the entire next arc. I might have one more issue to read. Gotcha. um but yeah, I read ahead a, a little bit towards that it's it, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. um it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't want. To, I don't know if I want to spoil it. It's, it's given at the end, but oh, oh boy, it's triple zero in this arc.
1: Oh, thank God. Yep. Oh nice. boy.
0: Uh, I almost spoiled the whole premise. but I, I'm not going to. I'll wait till you read it. Okay. And for for anyone else who's listening, I don't want to spoil it either. But yeah. the next arc is really good. Cool. cool. Uh, this whole book is fucking awesome so far. So I highly, highly yeah, highly, highly no, recommend I've been,
1: it. I've definitely been loving it.
0: Yep. Uh, But that'll be it for the arc that we read for this week. That will bring us to the second section of our podcast, which is where we will talk about the movie that we talked about or where we'll talk about the movie that we watched
1: (laughs) and then talked about. Yes.
0: That's the order that we did it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Movie was Revenge of the Sith. Uh, We led a little bit with our thoughts at the opening of the podcast, but I was a lot more positive about this movie than I thought I was going to be. Like, oh, it's yeah. certainly not high art or anything. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to no, sound no. like,
1: holy shit, have you seen this movie? Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Revenge of the Sith. Though. Yeah. I don't, where would you put it out of, like, the nine sequential movies? Probably number two. Really? I think.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think, after, especially after just watching the original trilogy again, I think I like this better than Four and Six. It's not better than Empire. No, no. Empire's still the best one. Yeah, yeah. But, it, like, I hated, I remember hating Six when we just watched it. I thought it was a bad movie really i thought it was bad movie <laughs> <laughs> it's bad movie it's taking away my vowels i'm so angry <laughs> because like it was some good darth vader scenes with like a bunch of ewoks in it yeah yeah it's and,
1: definitely like, it, it drags
0: new hope is probably the closest contender i think new hope and revenge of the sith are about on the same level where yeah. it's like you're never bored watching the movies like no. you're going through it you're like yeah this is going exactly where i thought and hoped it would go yeah yeah but then at the end you're like
1: yeah it was pretty good it was fine yeah i, that's, <sighs> I, I I'd probably say two or three two. I might put a New Hope above it, and then eh, I that's don't know. fair. I think, yeah, yeah. I don't, it def, it's definitely close, but I think it,
0: I just think it holds up a lot better. I don't think it. Like I said, it it's just scene to scene. Like it just works a lot because that's a, the problem in a lot of these George Lucas movies. I'm noticing is that I don't know if it's the problem with the sequels. They have other problems, but the yeah. problems with these ones is there's a lot of shit. Like, they have a lot of ideas. George Lucas has a lot of ideas and cool stories and cool stuff he wants to put on screen. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to penning those on a paper and making a script, for some reason he chooses the most boring shit. Yep. Um, and this movie wasn't like that. It wasn't like Attack of the Clones, where, like, they had a bunch of cool stuff to say and then only showed you the worst parts.
1: <laughs> and also, I've noticed, or uh, a big theme has been just, like, really, like, most of the fight scenes in these prequels are pretty solid, but the way they always end is always just super anticlimactic yeah or like sure. just like nonsensical
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's always someone gets their hands cut off at this point
1: yeah and <laughs> apparently I mean there's always the whole high ground thing and honestly that was watching that part was hilarious because uh, freaking Obi-Wan's reaction to him being like don't do it like this is like <laughs> the cardinal sin of being a Jedi oh, right <laughs> We watch these
0: Jedi do all these absurd acrobatics and crazy yeah. tricks, like dodging through, like, knives and shit. Yep. But all of a sudden, Obi-Wan Kenobi's, like, three feet above him on, like, a little hill. Yep. And he's like, I have the high ground. Don't-. And he's like, don't try it.
1: Don't do it, Anakin. You That's know it's
0: dangerous maneuver. No one can do that. <laughs> no I know you would... were, like, a pod racer, which is way more ridiculous at age six. But don't right. try to
1: make a five-foot jump. Oh, man. That will be hilarious. the end of you, Anakin. I'd love that so much. <laughs> But, yeah, but most of that fight's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, they,
0: they overdo it with Anakin being, like, super angry and evil. But in this, yeah. in this at least in this movie, I kind of, um, like, it makes sense why he's doing what he's doing. He's going fully extreme. Yeah. Because he thinks it's, like, literally the extreme. The only way to, to save Padme is to just commit myself to the Sith.
2: Yeah. It's been, which, like,
1: fully radical. And that reason makes sense. I can buy that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the. I mean the way Palpatine plays it, it it definitely feels super rushed because I feel like a lot of the Palpatine Anakin stuff should have been happening way earlier yeah like it's, it, it's only happens in like quick like uh, like glances but just like passing by all of a sudden they're just like buddy buddy yeah all of a sudden Anakin is just in love with Palpatine and yeah. like completely just disregards Obi-Wan about everything It's one of those
0: problems that Clone Wars fixed and did way way better like that's exactly what you want and you're right that's what yeah. makes that that's part of what makes that show awesome is just like Palpatine in the background being like
1: oh well that sounds like a good plan i guess yeah and making anakin seem like way like slower of a ship jumper right exactly and, and just like actually having some logic for sure
0: <laughs> um so yeah i think i think that the added context of that show especially right after i just finished watching it would, would add a lot of that stuff in but it, oh, yeah. as a movie in a vacuum you're completely right like that's missing it's not here to, to yeah. be seen by most of the people who would be enjoying this movie yep because one thing i'm realizing too and one it's one thing that makes that 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 show seem almost necessary if you want to enjoy the prequels especially these these last two the, the show has nothing to do with the phantom menace but these two especially yeah um is like i feel like attack of the clones and you could have fixed this attack of the clones should have just been like the clone war starts begin movie yeah like all that setup was nonsense and not necessary oh yeah Um, whereas you could have had so much more of that cool stuff because like we said at the beginning the clones actually like are cool in the first like uh, half hour 45 minutes of this movie where they're part of like the team yeah like there's some really good moments where it seems like they have kind of grown together like you know these are like that's their commander and like they you know they've had a lot of history yeah there's together. actually like
1: bonds there
0: yeah like we talked about there's like some really good scenes with uh, with Cody who is uh, yep. uh, Wan's second in command uh, that clone uh, he he's really he's really great in this because they kind of have like a back and forth. Yep. Um, Like like we talked about that part where Obi-Wan drops his lightsaber and he picks it up.
1: Yeah, and it actually kind of made the when uh, the Order 66 comes through and like when Cody turns, it it makes it like way more impactful. Exactly.
0: And you could have easily messed that up uh, by not showing that first because... The fact that he uh the fr- the last thing he does for Obi Wan is hand him back his lightsaber and be like, You gotta keep losing this or I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, yeah. And then Obi Wan's like, Oh Cody, you rap scaling <laughs> and then flies away and then literally the next thing that happens is picks up the phone sixty six. Yeah. 66. Yep. Yeah, so then you immediately just see Cody put on the helmet and be like Oh, yeah,
1: and like he, had, the actor plays really well too. Like he, he, you can, he seems somewhat torn about it, but I mean, as, as much as a clone can be torn right. about it, like an order. I want to look up the name of that actor actually
0: because we just talked about him before we recorded.
1: Yeah, because it's the same guy that played Jango Fett. I
0: uh, yeah, it's it's the same guy who played Jango Fett and the same guy who plays Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Yep, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, the actor is uh, uh, Tamara Tw- uh, Morrison. Um, I'm sorry. Tamora Morrison I, I might be saying that wrong but he's he's really great because he has uh he's playing like a bunch of different characters like he was Jango Fett he's now these couple of clones so he yep. does it pretty well and now I know that he plays Boba Fett fucking awesome as well oh yeah so I, I just want to call that out as well because I noticed that was uh, really well acted but yeah I think the pacing of this movie is just really strong because you start out like right in the middle of like the most pivotal battle of the Clone Wars just like right in the middle of like the Battle of Coruscant yeah and like it starts out with you know like uh, the duel killing Count Dooku in the first like 10 minutes Minutes, you know, yeah, they, just
1: to um, it like right away.
0: Yep, and it's it's cool how they have it happen when Obi Wan's knocked out too. So uh, Palpatine and Anakin get a private moment. Yep, where she's like, "Do it, do it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought that was played really well in the rewatch, um, especially when you see Dooku like look at Palpatine and he's like kill him Yeah, dooku's like uh what
1: i was your boy
0: (laughs) just because i don't have hands (laughs) i could get new
1: ones everyone gets new hands
0: (laughs) he got a new one limbs aren't even a big deal in this universe (laughs) we
1: can do almost anything
0: (laughs) look at general grievous you don't even need hell get rid of my body sooner right
1: four lightsabers yeah seriously um yeah grievous obviously because this was like this is the first appearance of grievous ever right uh I
0: i actually i'm gonna look up when this movie came out in comparison to clone wars i don't know um, I actually looked this up because I was curious. It says, Grievous was developed for, uh, it says he was introduced in Chapter 20 of the animated series of Clone Wars, which aired over a year before the film's release, Okay, but his appearances in that series have been uh, relegated to Legends continuity. I don't know what that means, but that's probably, that's just nerd stuff. It's split up into different, That's like, just yeah. nerd stuff, like, yeah. what's <laughs> canon? Who <That> gives a <laughs> yeah. shit? Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, actually, uh, originated for Clone Wars and then used in this movie, it sounds like. Cool. Because George Lucas had a huge hand in that show, especially at the beginning, so it makes sense why they have such a close tie-in to each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's a character who I think that, if you just watch the movie, it comes off a little kind of like, why was this character here? Yeah. But with the context, it's cool, so I appreciated rewatching it, but I can definitely see why, in the beginning, it's just kind of like, it's the grand leader of the, the the droid army. If we capture him, the war's over. I'm like, who is this guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it does kind of, like... Box him into just like this super one-dimensional character, and just he's like instantly like so important. You're oh like, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Never heard of him or seen him. Right like, here
0: <laughs> he is. Um, and he's like killed pretty quickly just so like you can have a cool Obi Wan versus Grievous sequence, which yeah. sure, but
1: it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: fine. Um, the movie really gets going when Order sixty six happens though, because that's when you really get all the good shit. Oh yeah. That's you know Anakin working closely with Palpatine. There's actually a really good moment with Anakin and Obi Wan, like the last conversation they have before they meet each other again on Mustafar. Yep. Um, where like An- uh, Anakin's mad because he was made a a Jedi master and Obi-Wan's like don't worry about it. Like, you'll be a Jedi Master. You're a better Jedi than I ever was. Like, I trust you. Like, you're you're my best friend. Like, yep. you can do this. And Anakin's even like, I'm sorry I'm so harsh with you all the time, Master. I'm just impatient. And he's like, I know, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's this
1: really good moment. You're like, no. It's like his final why? moment. Of clarity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty heartbreaking. So, like,
0: yeah, um, Anakin is at his strongest as a character in this movie for sure. Definitely. He's much more three dimensional in this than he was in Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. Like, you actually get some of those moments where you're like, Oh, I get why people like this guy.
1: Yeah, and you can actually empathize with him at certain points, yeah. but then yeah, obviously it it's goes still- the Not the as window. good as it
0: is in Clone Wars where like you can fully understand it, but it's oh, like, yeah. they definitely took some some feedback from how people received him in Attack of the Clones and used it here. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um I think the one flaw I think with this movie is and it's a big you know blockbuster finale so this is a stupid ass complaint anyway but it's like there's a lot of just like fighting and big
2: fight yeah. scenes which <laughs> yeah it's a
0: really really stupid complaint so I will admit that. Yeah. But it, it does take up a lot of the movie. It's not bad to look at. No. But it, it's like when I'm trying to go back and talk about what happened in the movie I'm realizing that not that much happened. Yeah, it's a lot of boom. It was all fun to watch.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it definitely uh helped that it was like the last of the three, so it was you know technology was better than it was in Phantom Menace, so it looked a little bit better, not great, but hold held up a bit better.
0: I don't even know if I'd call it a complaint necessarily, because if you're having action scenes and they're fun to watch, that's that's fine, that's good movie making.
1: And obviously, music was great as always. Oh, of course.
0: I mean, John Williams (laughs) has always carried Star Wars on his back as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, especially the prequels. Yeah. Almost well, even the original movies, like fucking Luke Skywalker walks on that dune to the two sons and all of a sudden he's got a career.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, <laughs> it, if it's not that song, then yeah, it doesn't hit.
0: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so like once it gets going, it really gets going, you know, it's like a lot of scenes that I actually forgot, which is surprising, like Yoda and Obi Wan going back to the Jedi Temple and like Yoda I forgot fighting about Palpatine that. a couple times. Yep, I forgot I, about that. Yeah, I'd forgotten the du uh the duel Def- between Yoda and Palpatine. It was really long.
1: I definitely remembered the, f- the first part was a lot cooler than the second part that I remembered of Dooku or er, uh, Palpatine just throwing like the hover like cart oh, in the yeah. Senate
2: just like rah! oh yeah
1: we need to talk about how freaking cartoony they like made Palpatine oh alright like I, I don't know if George Lucas told him to ham it up but like he's just a straight up jester oh he's got end. so much physical comedy oh yeah it's <laughs> it's gold anytime he gets hit he's like oh, oh, oh. yeah like his <laughs> whatever that actor's name is he absolutely hammed it up I don't that. care if it's intentional or not I unironically like it oh no honestly it it gives it that like little bit of niche that's
0: like it it's good right because he's always just like super serious like i am the senate yeah so every once in a while when someone slaps him and he's like oh no <laughs> it's, it's really funny i like
1: it it's it's actually really it, for hilarious. some reason it doesn't make him less
0: fearsome it's oh. still like hilarious but also i'm like stay away from that guy. exactly in a
1: sense it kind of makes him even more scary right it's just like this dude's on hinge <laughs> like i'm staying the fuck away yeah, from for that. sure
0: but yeah, so like you're right. The first the first uh, battle between Yoda and Palpatine is like a little bit better. Yeah. I think symbolically it is kind of cool to have him throw the seats of the Senate yeah, at
1: Yoda. It's a decent visual. But, you know,
0: it, it's not symbolic for that long.
1: <laughs> it just, <laughs> Get while, it right while away. he's doing it and going like rah, hey! He's literally like the penguin, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some cool kind of back
0: and forth and some cool kind of like intrigue with like the parts where Anakin is working with Palpatine, but also still loyal to the Jedi. Because when he finds out that Palpatine is a Sith, he does his first reaction. He's, he lights his lightsaber. and He's yeah. like, you're under arrest. Yep. Like, it's not instant. Like, they, they do a decent job of showing that at least. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Where, like, It's, it's like, pretty believable. And you can kind of you can definitely get the idea that Palpatine planted that dream of Padme dying because oh, he knows definitely. about it immediately. Yep. Um, but which is interesting because then he's like, "I'm the only way to save Padme."
1: Yeah. And Anakin how should be convenient. like, "How do you know about that?" <laughs> yeah. How that didn't raise a few red flags is right. a little bit questionable. But one thing, I, one scene that I, on the rewatch I wish
0: we got we could have seen is uh, the actual like end of the, the Clone War. Like actually show the droids shut down and kind oh, of the yeah. aftermath of that would have been interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of
1: surprised. They didn't that's do pretty that. unclear.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I'm rewatching the movie. I kept an eye out for it, and I, I, I. I there's one line where it's like, give them the shutdown code, because I always wonder what the fuck happened to the droids. It makes sense that they'd just be shut down. Yeah, because Palpatine wanted it to make it look like he won the big war.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the whole Order 66 thing is just like, well, that's that's the end. We know where that led. Right. So yeah. Um, I think on the on the
0: rewatch of the prequels, the most satisfying thing is just the fact that Palpatine had such a really cool, detailed, well executed plan. Like it's actually like when you think about his whole what he did. All of it's really, really smart.
1: So it, do you think he planted the dream of his mom, too, from Attack of the Clones? Um, maybe, to, like, gear him on that path of, like, revenge? I mean, that theory is
0: it's just a guess. I mean, you're right. Cause yeah, it yeah, does It's a callback. You're right.
1: Because it's either he planted that or Palpatine can read or sense yeah. his dreams. But, I mean, it's also like pretty
0: believable. You know, he's Anakin. He could just have a force power no one else has. True, yeah. It could also just be that. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the vision he had came true it was it was real it wasn't oh, yeah. a fake memory true yeah um it could just be also that palpatine just sensed you know he saw it through him like he knew that happened he that's could tell That like, could he, be enough he could tell what was eaten and at. how to twist it yeah yeah um but that's the thing the only reason that makes me think that that is a palpatine thing is his plan relies on that so oh, much. heavily it, it makes me think that would ha- that would have to be a plant I know, because otherwise he couldn't rely on. He was banking everything. Because his hail mary
1: turning. pitch is like, if you want Padme to live, you'll join me. Yeah, his like whole that's... plan
0: would have failed without Anakin. Oh yeah, because um, uh, uh, waste Mace Windu, Wace
1: Windu <laughs> Mace Windu would have just killed him. God, dude, I I blanked out how bad he got bodied. Oh yeah, because <laughs> man, that was brutal.
0: Well, to be fair, that scene was actually one that Samuel L. Jackson came up with, if I recall correctly. Oh really? Because um, he asked specifically. He was like, I love my character, Mace Windu. Like, I just if he's gonna die, which I know he will, everyone yeah. dies. Yep. Um, just don't let it be. In in Order Sixty Six, like shot in the back, or like don't have it happen off screen. Like I want it to be something significant.
1: Yeah, have him go out saber in hand. Right.
0: So this was a, it was cool to have him be like the first person Anakin turned on. I like yeah. that having him be, have that role for sure. And they did kind of leave it open where. You don't see him die. Yeah, true. He's throwing it out there. They haven't they haven't plucked that uh that seed yet, but
1: Yeah, they did it to Darth Maul, so
0: <laughs> And Samuel L. Jackson might be a little old for it now, unless you really <laughs> want to cut to the future. Yeah, true.
1: Well, wait, who am I kidding?
0: Samuel L. Jackson will never outage a role. Exactly. They had him playing like a twenty year old in Captain Marvel like, two years <laughs> yeah. ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, especially with de aging technology. Right. You could do anything. So, and, like, he's a Jedi, so if you wanted to make him old, like, Forget you what I that. said.
0: Give me a Mace Windu show. What the fuck you guys doing? Absolutely. <laughs> I would watch that in a heartbeat. Old man Mace Windu. God, yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like I said, um, nothing, no high art here, certainly, but fun movie to watch all the way through. Things are always moving at a pace that's satisfying. Yeah, yeah good movie yeah that highly blockbuster you can do
1: a lot worse obviously superior of of the three prequels yes
0: I mean I will say that that's the top one but I will I will say the other like we talked about where it ranks I will say without a doubt in my head it's better than Return of the Jedi Okay, I would say it's definitely better than that. I don't know for sure about New Hope. I would say uh, my gut reaction is I'd rather watch this again I, than watch
1: New Hope. I, I just I want to stick by Return of the Jedi, but the but yeah, re- having watched it recently and the more I think about it, the more it slips. It's got the Attack of the Clones <laughs> problem. It does. Where they
0: had a great ending. Yep. But they didn't know what to do with the rest of the movie. <laughs> yep.
1: And they had C three PO in it way too much oh wait in which one because that's both both yeah actually I take that back that's all of Star Wars oh yeah I hate sure. C-3PO <laughs> I mean does anyone actually like stand r 2 d is the
0: GOAT oh absolutely I love R2-D2 c
1: 3 po an annoying piece of shit yeah literally the only thing c 3 po is good for is like translating some of the the zingers that R2 gives out I'm gonna start a petition
0: to replace C-3PO with triple zero <laughs> in all of the movies
1: that would be awesome that'd be such a good twist like
0: he kills C-3PO and then just takes his like paints himself <laughs> gold
1: <laughs> right. he's just secretly torturing people it's just like a slightly off shade of gold that's just slightly different from i would read that book right that honestly would
0: be awesome and then that would mean c-3po is dead
1: <laughs> or at least like have his
0: head in a or like locked in a box somewhere
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. um but yeah that will be it for our revisitation of the prequels And long story short first one memorable Yep. that's all I have to say about it. Nostalgic, <laughs> for better or worse, <laughs> for better or worse, memorable. Oh yeah, second one bad. Never rewatch it. Never. It's, it's just bad. There's Don't no redeeming it. qualities. Don't give it a moment. Just watch the Clone Wars show instead, because it rehashes all that
1: stuff. and makes it more interesting. Exactly. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Pretty good. Pretty good for you know for a blockbuster Star Wars movie. Pretty good. I still, I, one day I might check out that whole extended or like. Prime cut or whatever it is. I mean, I guess if I just watch Clone Wars, I don't it'll, think you need that to be it. honest, unless
0: you really just have a long weekend yeah. where you're like, I have, I'm just gonna potato it up and do some Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be fun. Yeah, um, but I think just it gives you enough context. Clone Wars always sets up what where it's setting place, what's happening uh, yeah. to the point, especially after just rewatching it, you'll remember. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, we'll see what we do next week. I think we decided right. We're gonna pick an arc of the Clone Wars. Yeah, I'm done with that. Fuck yeah, I will. I will find a good one. There's a lot that are. Uh, you know, really uh, up there for me as, as favorites now as, star- as far as overall Star Wars story, So Sweet. I'll find a good one. That'll be it for this week. We're going to come back with one more bonus episode of Dr. Aphra next week. Uh, we're going to be reading the next six issues and then, like I said, picking an arc of the Clone Wars to watch and then after that we will be starting our series on uh, Sweet Tooth um, that is coming out on Netflix. Uh, if you want to read that book ahead of time uh, to prepare for that, it's on Comixology. Mm-hmm. If you have a Comixology subscription, you can just read it for free.
1: Oh, nice. Uh,
0: or I would just highly recommend buying this book. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Like, You'll, you it's a really good reread, Yeah, too. I'm pumped
1: to start that. I've heard great things.
0: Yeah, it, yeah I think you're going to like it a lot. Um, and hopefully the Netflix show is good. I mean, it seems all right. The trailer in the trailers good. Yeah, it looks like, fine. Like, visually it
1: looks pretty good. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so we'll see how it is. Hopefully it's good. That'll be in two weeks. We'll be yeah. starting that series. Uh, and then that'll take us pretty much right into the Loki show, actually, too. Yep. Um so that'll be dope. And then we'll figure out what the hell we want to do with the rest of that. We talked about maybe doing a preacher series as well, uh coming oh, yeah, up on the yeah. horizon, which will be fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because
0: I never finished that show, so I'd be interested to see how they ended it.
1: Yeah, I, I have like the last half of the last season to finish.
0: Nice. So that'll
1: give us a, we finally have a schedule. Adapt comic book
0: adaptations yeah. are coming out again. They're back. Right, to the point where <laughs> like, oh my god, two in one month? I don't know. How oh, are we gonna yeah. do this? I miss those dilemmas.
1: Honestly, yeah, this is a We used a to have to pick and choose. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh but that'll be it. Join
2: us next time for more Star Wars. Oh yes.